Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Come on, side, side, What up, y'all? It's me, Ed Lover. Welcome to Come On, Side in the Podcast. For sound a little funny today, it's because I'm working through slight cold. It's all right. It's cold season. A lot of people suffering from allergies. The pollen's up a little bit. I don't have allergies, but I know for a fact that a lot of people are trying to suffer their way through allergies, so it's, it's all good. So if I sound a little congested, apologize for that. Um want to absolutely give my props out to Combat Jack, the overseer of this podcast, the man who got me into podcasting. I may even sneeze, see, because one is coming on right now during this podcast. I may sneeze several times, but <coughs> excuse me. See, it ain't got to be perfect. Perfect podcast, but I can fight through it. Um. So I'm just gonna try my best to fight through through this thing, cause you know I did the 112 podcast with um with my man Q Parker from last week, um and we were talking about 112 and their humble beginnings in '96 and everything that they've been through together as a group, everything that they've been fighting through as a brotherhood, and I think a lot of stuff that. I took away from that podcast just sitting down talking to Q is that everything doesn't last forever but love lasts forever and God is good and God sometimes puts you in the strangest places at the same at the strangest times for the good of all mankind and, and sometimes for the good of yourself and we're selfish consumers because we like things that stay the same a lot, especially when it comes to music and with the groups that we like. We want things to stay the same. And then we don't realize that everything must evolve and everything must change. And even when it comes to me and my career, it's always somebody coming up to me and saying, man, you need to go back to New York radio because I don't, I don't like the Breakfast Club and or I don't like Ebro in the morning on Hot 97. You know, places where I got my start. You know, first Hot 97, of course, you guys know that. And then I was the morning show on Power 105 before the Breakfast Club. And you're still going to have people that come up there and tell you that. But everything must evolve and everything must change. And you move on in life. And nothing, no matter what it is, no matter how comfortable you think you are, nothing lasts forever. That's why we always got to stay prepared Number one, for change. 
and embrace it. Number two, gotta embrace change. I mean, I don't know how many times I gotta say this. We have to embrace change. I even see people as me being an OG, you know, just listening to music. Like I got my music that I like. And um, this generation has their music that they like. And the generation that came before me has the music that they that they like. But things are going to change. I went um, not too long ago to see Mariah Carey perform. Um, and when she first came out on stage, I was in Chicago at the Chicago Theater. When she first came out on stage, I was, like everybody else, you know, hyped up. I hadn't seen Mariah Carey perform in years. And then... I've known Mariah Carey for a very long time. Like Mariah and I have been cool, I guess since a little bit after she came out, when she first really started doing radio, you know, through everything that she'd been through, through her marriage to Nick Cannon, to the birth of her two children, to her engagement to James Baker, her breakup with Tommy Mottola. We've always been cool, not cool to the point where we would talk every week. But if we saw each other, everything was love all the time. We usually just kept up with each other. Like there's usually never been a time that I didn't know how to get into contact with Mariah Carey. And that's God's honest truth. Homegirl for life. Cool. But the thing that struck me when she stepped out on stage at the Chicago Theater is this is Mariah Carey. And... I missed the last couple of tours that she did. I didn't go. I didn't see the show. I was busy trying to keep my own career afloat. And I just sat down for a minute during her show. And I got a little upset. I'm not going to lie. Because I was like, yo, this is Mariah Carey. 18 number one hits. 18, y'all count. Most women can't say that. Most artists can't say that they've had 18 number one hits, which the majority of them, they either wrote or co-wrote. 18, y'all. It's a lot. Okay, so uh, y'all hear the toilet flush, right? Yeah, because I'm, I was at the bathroom. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I keep it 100 when I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing them remotely, so I'm at home and not in the studio. So I'm going to use the bathroom, move around, do what I got to do. I'm just telling y'all right now. So 18 number one records. And I'm like, this is a superstar of music. This is a Hall of Famer of music. And she's doing the Chicago Theater? It ain't more than 10,000 seats in the Chicago Theater. It's a beautiful theater in Chicago, don't get me wrong. That joint is popping. That's like, you know, Radio City Music Hall or something like that. You know, like Dave Chappelle did Radio City. And he's a great, great guy. He's a funny, funny funny-ass comedian. And he sold it out. And all that, but Kevin Hart do stadiums. You understand what I'm saying? And it bothered me that Mariah Carey was in the theater. I don't know why it bothered me, but it did. And then when she said she had 18 number one hits, and I started thinking back to when she said, this is my first number one single, and she performed Vision of Love, it all of a sudden it dawned on me that, damn, we've been talking about Mariah Carey for almost 30 years. Almost 30 years. So, of course, what did I say? Everything must change, right? And life moves on, and there's new stars, and there's a new person that's coming out, and there's Ariana Grande and Beyonce and Rihanna and, you know, Taylor Swift. And 10 years from now, 15 years from now, Taylor Swift will be doing 
theaters. Because as you get older, your audience gets older with you. And that's just the name of the game. It's nothing you can do about it. There were not a lot of 20-year-olds there to see Mariah Carey. If they were, they would die hard. Like my girl Angie Domino that I work with every day, who's just a Mariah lamb. You know what I mean by lamb. It's like beehive, navy, barbs, that kind of thing. Uh, 50 Cent. Last summer I saw him in Chicago every Vinia, an amphitheater. Mary J. Blige. Saw her from the beginning of her career blow up, do stadiums, all of that. Mary was on tour, Ravinia, Amphitheater. Boys to Men, number one hits all across America, stayed on the charts longer than the Beatles. Guess why I saw Boys to Men? I'm going to see Boys to Men. Amphitheater in Hammond, Indiana. My point is, things change. You get older, your audience gets older with you, and where you perform changes. Uh, the Bad Boy reunion concert, the 20-year anniversary of Bad Boy Records or whatever it was, the 25th anniversary or whatever. They did um, the arena here in um, Atlanta. Faith was on there, all of that. But when you go see 112, Jagged Edge, or any of them right now, you're either going to see them at an amphitheater or a theater. No more arena tours, no more stadium tours. That's, that's just how it is. I saw Beyonce and Jay-Z together at Soldier Field. That's a stadium. But I guarantee you, if Jay goes on tour by himself, he will not do stadiums. He may do arenas. Even Drake and Amigos did arenas. They didn't do stadiums. They did arenas. But there'll come a time when Drake will be in an amphitheater somewhere. There'll come a time when you'll be going to see the Amigos like you see Trick Daddy and Juvenile and all of them in the amphitheater. That's just God's way. We get older and things move on. But we have to keep God in our way. There's God's way and there's keeping God in our way. And in our path. And the way we walk. We got to try to walk a little more godly because you never know how things are going to change in your life. You just never ever know. I know y'all hear it all the time. I know that there's a lot of people out there that can attest to that, can attest to what I'm talking about. There's some way God has done something amazing in your life, and there's some way that God has changed things in your life in a blink of an eye, in a split second of an eye. Every day you hear about something happen that people didn't expect to happen, and it just in a, yo, in a split second. And when you hear people say, if you think about somebody, you should pick up the phone and call them. That is absolutely true, y'all. That is absolutely true. Let me tell you what just happened to me. <laughs> this is what happened to me. Um, I work in Chicago, but I get to come back to Atlanta. You know, being my family, because I'm still, I moved out of New York, New Jersey. I'm based out of Atlanta now. Um, so I get to come home for a week every month. So I come home for my weekly visit and my son, Zaire, my only son, 22 years old. Y'all heard me speak about Zaire. If you are a fan of the podcast or whatever work that I've done, you heard me talk about my only boy that we call the boy. He's here for spring break. And at the same time, some of my longtime friends are coming from New York 
in New Jersey, Dana Brown, Stephen Brown, Keenan Brown, Stephen and Tanya, you know, and their son Tyrant. Everybody's coming at the same time to Atlanta. So we all going to have a good time. It's going to be a ball. My daughter Tiffany lives here with my grandson Takai. Yeah, y'all heard me, grandson. See how things change? So Zaire is here, and he tells me that Chris Lighty, who used to be at used to be Fifty Cent's manager, Buster's manager. I mean, Mona Scott from Love and Hip Hop's partner, Q-Tip's manager and close friend, D Nice's close friend from way back when they came up in the Bronx. Chris Lighty, one of the premier managers in music that unfortunately committed suicide years ago. He says, you know Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz? I'm like, yeah. He said, oh, Deja, Deja is dating him. I'm like, Deja who? He's like, Chris's daughter, Deja Lighty. And sure enough, I go on Deja's page. There she is with Donovan Mitchell. Hugged up, love, messages, back and forth between them two. And I'm like, you know, playing like I'm Fred Sanford and, you know, Sanford's son clutching my heart. I'm coming to see you. Oh, my God. Because Deja grew up. She graduated from college already. She's a grown woman. And I'm like, wow, I wish, you know, your dad was still here. You know, I'll keep an eye on Donovan. I'm playing around and make sure he treats you right, you know, and honor your dad. But that's how things change. So I'm down here, y'all. Everybody's down here. I get in on Thursday. I'm tired. I rest up. Friday, everybody's supposed to come. Everybody get down here. We're corresponding. We're supposed to go to dinner. I'm supposed to, I'm just supposed to go to dinner. We're supposed to go to dinner. And I get a call from my oldest daughter, Tiffany, who lives here, her mother. You got to go to Tiffany's complex. Her complex is on fire. What? Now I'm supposed to be getting ready to go to dinner. What I don't know is a surprise birthday dinner for me. I just thought me and my wife was going. I didn't know it was a surprise birthday dinner. So I get in the car. We go out to Tiffany's complex and there's all these people out here. Smoke, water, all over the place. Just outside. People are just looking at this building burning. And I'm looking at her. I finally find her and my grandson and the dog and two more children that happen to be her friend's children. And they all just rushed out and left everything in her apartment. Everything. So we're all hopeful. You know, I put them in the car. My grandson has been crying. The kids have been crying. They scared. They shook up because they just ran out the house and left everything. Tiffany's out there. My daughter, no shoes on, short shorts, tank top, no bra. Just you know, like she was just in the house chilling. Get them in the car. The other two little children, their mom come and get them. Tiffany and Takai in the car and the dog princess driving to the house. Now I got to take a shower because I'm smelling like smoke. Anyway, get to my birthday dinner. Have a good time. Go over to the friend's house. We have a good time. That's not even the point. The point is that in a split second, my daughter lost everything, y'all. 
When I tell you the next day we found out every single thing, everything, gone. Everything she had in her apartment is gone. Everything. When she first came down here and decided to move from one apartment to another apartment, well, she's moved a few times. She's only been in this current place for three weeks. And everything is burnt. So I had a lot of extra stuff from my house in uh, New Jersey to the townhouse here. It's just not enough room for all the stuff that I had because my house was so huge in Jersey compared to this townhouse. The townhouse is nice, but it doesn't have the square footage that my house had. So the townhouse that we have now already had a wash and dry in it. So I had a state-of-the-art wash and dryer in my garage that I gave to my daughter. I had smart TVs in the garage that I gave to my daughter. I had couch and love seat, all kind of silverware, sheets, towels, everything that I gave to my daughter because, you know, single mom, get nothing from Takai's father, bum-ass nigga, but it's another podcast altogether. You should take care of your kids. Um, so, you know, she in a good neighborhood in Marietta, trying to really get her thing right, get her thing together, and she needed stuff. So I had, I gave it to her. That's what a father does. But looking at that fire and looking at all of these displaced people, and I just come to find out that 25 families were displaced, just goes to show me how I could have lost my daughter and my grandson. I don't even know if my heart can take the loss of a child. I don't, I I sympathize with parents out there that have lost children to gun violence, disease, you know, car accidents, cancer. I can't even imagine losing my daughter and my firstborn grandson. And that could have changed in the blink of an eye. And that's why I say it. That day, it wasn't God's plan, and it wasn't God's way for me to lose them. It was God's way for them to lose all their stuff, but that's only material things, and that can be replaced. I'm just glad I didn't lose them. I didn't lose their lives. They weren't injured. They weren't burned at all. They got out an ample amount of time, and their apartment just burnt. My daughter's apartment just burnt to nothing. There's nothing salvageable in her place. Nothing. Nothing. And my daughter and I have been through it this year where we weren't understanding each other. And she felt like I was being too preachy towards her, that I was being a little bit overbearing as a dad and judgmental. And when we finally got to a point where we were talking again, and she said, I miss my best friend. And I said, I miss you too. And she was like, I miss my daddy. We came to an agreement of sorts that, hey, I will let you live your life any kind of way you want to live your life. But you have to live your life as an adult on your own, by yourself. You can't keep coming to me to bail you out every time you mess up. But tell me, just let you live your life the way you want to. You can't take my money and tell me I don't have an opinion on it. So we cool, we we so cool, and I'm so happy that we made up 
And I'm so happy that God put me down here this weekend. That weekend, which was last weekend, that God put me in Atlanta so that I was there for her. And I'm not telling, I know for a fact my wife would have did it anyway. But it's just different when it's your your daddy, daddy. Your daddy is there. You know, that's her stepmom. But, you know, it's different when your daddy is there. And I know it made a difference. Actually, God put me in Atlanta this weekend for that very reason. So that when that happened to my daughter, my grandson, that I was there to help. 100%. And when I tell you they lost everything, my grandson needs underwear, under shirts, socks. They all, they both do. They don't have anything, y'all. They ran out whatever they had on their back. And that's it. Thank God the school system he's in is going to make sure the bus comes over here to get him so he can go to school. They're going to give him all new uniforms, all school supplies, everything. He can play with my Xbox for the time being. I get gotten him a game for Christmas, gone. I mean, you, you guys don't understand it till you just don't have anything except for what's on your back. But that is not important. It wasn't God's plan for me to lose them that day. It wasn't it wasn't gonna be God's way. But I think because I pray so much and I go to church, not out of obligation, but because I have a passion for loving God and Jesus. And I pray for everybody that God shed his grace on them and didn't let them perish in that fire. And in the blink of an eye, things could change. In the snap of an eye, at the blink, everything could change. Do you know that I read a study the other day? And the reason why I bring this up is because my producer on my morning show, Krista Hayes, and she's the producer of this podcast, um, Lent, is observe you give something up for Lent. The Bible says you have to sacrifice something the way Jesus sacrificed, right? So she gave up social media and I gave up I gave up pork and beef for Lent. So we're going forty days. She's going forty days without social media. I'm going forty days with no beef and no pork. And she says she feels so much better being off of social media. And like I was just about to tell you, I've read a report that says that being so engulfed in our phones and in social media and whatever's going on in our phones are making us dumber, is having an adverse effect on us mentally. We're not as sharp as we were before because we always got to be in these phones feeling like we're missing something. You know, it said that, and my daughter lost her phone in that fire. My grandson is the only one that had his phone in his hand. My daughter lost her phone, but it just goes to show you that we're not paying enough attention to God's way, and we're not paying enough attention to each other as a race. That's why we're going through so much turmoil right now, y'all. That's the only explanation I have for it, and maybe, maybe you don't believe in God and Jesus the way I do, and that's your right. I'm not knocking you for it, but don't knock me for being a Christian. And this is my podcast, so if I want to talk about how good God is to me, please allow me to do that. Please allow me. My freedom of speech that my forefathers died for, my African-American great-grandparents, 
died for my right to say whatever I want to say. And it is, come on, son, the podcast. Okay, so that being said, we're at a point right now where things are happening so fast, tsunamis, tornadoes, hurricane, that big flood in the Midwest where everybody, all these people are displaced and water swallowing people up. We don't never know what's going to happen. We just don't. That's just the God's honest truth, man. And if we don't start paying more attention to loving each other, man, you're going to be real sad when something happens and you didn't get the opportunity to be close to the people that you love, to just be around the people that you love. It affects everybody. It don't matter how much money you have. It just doesn't matter. It's a young man that was just down here in Atlanta by the name of Cliff. I don't know his last name, but I saw it all over social media. Kevin uh, Kevin Durant's adopted brother. When he was 16, Kevin Durant's mom took him in. He's like a brother to Kevin. They grew up together. Celebrating his birthday at a club down here. Gets out of his car. Somebody comes out of the shadows and killed the dude. I hope and pray that him and Kevin were in a good state. I, I pray for Kevin Durant's family because it has to hurt. I hope Kev had an opportunity to tell him how much he loved him and how much he cared for him. Gone. Just like that. Only way I knew about it, I saw it on the gram. Everybody was was posting about it. Just everybody was talking about it. Everybody putting up, rest in peace, you a good guy, you didn't deserve that. All over my Instagram feed. That's how I found out about it. And then it was on the news in Atlanta. So I found out about it. Then I got calls and somebody told me about it. I found out about it. I just found out yesterday, uh, one of the pioneers of radio in New York City, a man that I looked up to, that I actually had the pleasure of working with for several years while I was in New York City. Bob Slade um, died of complications from kidney disease. And I've known Bob Slade for a while. Has to be 20 years. That kind of stuff hits home. And, you know, that's not a person that I thought about every waking day of my life. But when it happens, all of a sudden, you're like, Wow. You start thinking, when is the last time I talked to Bob? When is the last time Kevin Durant talked to Cliff? When is the last time that I said, you know, I really care about you and you're a good guy? And I gave him his roses while he was alive. Well, with Bob, I always did. Cause I always called him Mr. Legend. Mr. Legend, good to see you, Mr. Legend. And he always chided me. You're the legend now, nah, Bob. You're a legend too, bro. Absolutely believe that. But things can change in the blink of an eye. It doesn't, it just seems like yesterday I was seeing Mariah Carey in a stadium. 18 number one hits. She's doing theaters. D.L. Hughley and them did theaters, man. D.L. still tours around the country in clubs. A syndicated radio show. He do clubs. Been around. One of the king of com- one of the kings of comedy, you know. Well, we know Bernie's gone, but DL is one of the kings of comedy, original kings of comedy. DL does these clubs all over, all over the country. Still there, but not to the where he was when they was doing, you know, the theaters and the stadiums. And Kevin Hart is doing at the peak of his comedy career. He did where the Eagles play. Sold out the damn 80,000 feet stadium. I mean seat. I said feet. 
80,000-seat stadium. It's quite an accomplishment. That's huge. That's something I don't even think Eddie Murphy has ever done or Richard Pryor or any of the greats. But there's going to come a time where you'll be able to go to your local theater and see Kevin Hart because things change and people are here and people are gone. And it's snapping for night. So while we're wherever we are in life, let's just take a moment out to thank God every single day when you wake up. Thank God for your health. Thank God for you being able to see. Thank God for you being able to breathe. Thank God for you being able to hear. Thank God for you being able to swallow with no complications. Thank God for every single little thing that you have. Because it can all be different in a blink of an eye. Nobody's going to stay on top forever. Nobody. Diana Ross and the Supremes was one of the biggest groups ever at one point in the world. Beyonce is going to have her run. It's going to come to an end. And I know those in the Beehive that love her, somebody else is coming. We used to talk about nobody else but Little Kim and Foxy. For a while, all we talked about was the one and only there, uh, Miss Nicki Minaj. Now it seems all we could talk about is Cardi B, and then you got the City Girls, and you got... You had Nas, now you got little Nas X. You know? You had Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas again. Now you got Drake, Migos, Future, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. Things change. It's God's plan. Drake made a great record that I like called God's Plan. It's God's plan, but it's just, and it's time, and it's just the way it is. So it's so very important for us to understand that one, we're getting older each and every day. That's just that's just the way it is. And that things don't stay the same. And it doesn't stay the same with people as far as their careers are concerned. And it doesn't stay the same with people personally. Things just don't stay the same. So we got to be very thankful for everything. People die, y'all. That's just the way of the world. My mom's is 80 years old. I, I talk to my mother all the time because I'm just so happy that I get to speak to my mom. And I don't know if my mom is going to pass. Just because she's 80 don't mean she's going to pass before I do. That's not a given. But we love each other and we make sure that we tell each other that we love each other every day. And... Each and every person, man, got to just learn to love each other a little bit more. Put them phones down just a little bit. Stop taking so many selfies and love everything that's around you and be thankful to God for all the blessings that you have around you. Because things is happening. Things ain't getting no better. You know, shooting, mass shootings all over the place. People are getting a little bit crazier. Listen, we can go into the politics of this thing and people can say, well, you know, Donald Trump set the tone for whatever. People can set the tone. Crazy people with manifestos would like to blame it on somebody else, but they were just looking for a reason to be a crazy person. You know, when Columbine happened, Donald Trump was not the president. So these mass shootings have been going down for a long time. Matter of fact, I just saw, I can't remember what the city was, they just arrested a kid because he had a plan of shooting up his high school. 
the Parkland shooting happened. I just found out that uh, one of the kids that survived it couldn't take it and committed suicide. Felt so much guilt. They committed suicide. Imagine what his parents was going through. Imagine what the parents of Sandy Hook Elementary School in Connecticut all those years ago that that gunman walked in there and killed all of them first graders and preschoolers and all of that. Imagine what their parents going through every day. And I think about people like that and I pray for people like that because you come to the realization that, wow, that could be me. I could be on the other side of that. That could be me. I could have just lost my daughter and my grandson in a fire. That could be me. It's crazy to think about it. But hug your people, man. For real. Like, kiss your people. And be thankful that you still got them. Be thankful, man. Walk a little bit more, you know, trying to be a better man and trying to be a better Christian. That's all I can try to do for me and to be an example for my kids. Because <laughs> honestly, y'all, it's, it's crazy out there. You just never know. You know, be an inspiration to somebody. If you're thinking about somebody, pick up the phone, call them. Your voice is always better than a text. Your voice is always better than a text. Text is easier, more convenient. It's the end thing. We're all doing it. But your voice is always better than a text. Matter of fact, as I'm saying this, I just text my boy to tell him happy birthday. My man, Kev Richburg. I'm going to call Kev, but I know he was at work earlier, so he's in banking. He's the vice president of a bank, so... I can't talk to him all the time when I want to, but I know what time he comes home today. And when he comes home from work, I'm going to call him, maybe even FaceTime him. I think I'll do that better because now you can see me. I'll FaceTime my brother and tell my brother how much I love him and happy birthday to him and God bless him and many, 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 many more and how much he means to me. Your voice and your face is always better than a text message. We hide behind technology. And that sucks. Your voice, your face, your presence is better than a text message. It's better than a post. Way better than a post. Because what are you really posting for? So people can pay attention to you. It's not really about the person you're posting it for. It's really about you. That's why you post it. Because people have to come to your page to see it. So when you think you're doing something for somebody else, Hey, I'm a post for my girl because my girl's birthday. You're not really posting for her. You're posting for you. Because you want to see how many likes you got on a page or on that post. It's really, really all about you. Because if you really didn't care, you would never look at it again. We're all guilty of it. I like to see how many people saw my post. I do. You're really not posting for the other person. You know what the best post you could do for somebody on their birthday is to call them or FaceTime them or what apps, even what apps, it doesn't matter if they got an Android and you got an iPhone or vice versa. If you're all on WhatsApp, you can still FaceTime each other. Tell them how much you love them. Tell them happy birthday. You ain't got to post because you're not, you're not posting for them. You're really posting for you. 
You think you're posting for them. You think you're posting for them. Now, if you, if they post and you write something nice on their wall about them for their birthday or whatever anniversary, then you kind of, you, you, you posting for them. But when you post their picture on your page, you're posting for yourself. Because you want to see how many people are going to be on your page to see what you posted on your page. Because it's really all about you. It's not about them. Not one iota. You could disagree with me all you want to. But it's not. It's about you. Posting and all that stuff that we put up is selfish. Really is. Sometimes it may be about something else. Your intentions may be about spreading a word about something or getting the news out there. Somehow, some way, but 90% of the time, it's about, we're posting about us. We're posting to see who saw what we put up. We post because we want props. We post we want to be the first person with that information. The information is important, but it's also more important for our own selfish reasons. We do. When I see something I think is funny, I know I want to be the first person to put it up. Because I want people to gravitate towards me to get that information. It's not about the information. It's really about me. It really is. Now, if I can help somebody while doing that at the same time, hell yeah. It's the little girl that was opening the Christmas presents would say. Like I posted, my man sent me his freestyle, and I posted them. That was twofold. I got a two-for-one out of that. My man, OnStar. Got OnStar some followers. Let everybody see how dope OnStar was. As a rapper and as a dancer and as an actor. But I still got looks and likes on my page. It made people follow me. It made other rappers start sending me their stuff. Because I posted about OnStar. So it was twofold. I helped OnStar out. Because that's my man. And I got something out of it. So I'm sending the biggest hello in the world to my girl on her birthday. Love you. And all this old sappy stuff that you never even said to her. But you put it up on your page. So it's still about you more so than it is about her. Let's keep it 100% real, y'all. Shall we? That's what it's all about. But my whole point of this whole thing, and the reason I told a story about how things change and nothing stays the same, and how we could lose people in the blink of an eye, is that we just got to love each other a little more. I know it sounds cliche, and probably some of y'all probably turned this podcast off already because you don't want to hear me say this to you. And that's fine. But for those who you've been hanging out with me for almost 40 minutes, listening to me tell these stories about my personal life and how I almost lost my daughter and my grandson in the blink of an eye, let's love. I believe love is way more powerful than hate. Sometimes I believe hate needs to be met on its own turf. But I do believe that if we loved each other the way we love God, and you know in your heart of hearts you love God. No matter what you post on Twitter, when you see me post something from scriptures and you want to come back at me, tell me that I'm uh, worshiping a mystery God. 
Fine, that's her opinion. But in your heart of hearts, you love God. Because if I slam your hand in my car door or you get shot, the first person you're going to call for is God. If that water comes up to your second floor window, you're going to call for God. When that Norwegian cruise line tipped over and tilted on its side in the water, everybody on that prayed to God. So please don't tell me you don't believe in God. You don't. You believe in God when it's convenient for you to believe in God. And if you don't believe in God, you still wouldn't be here listening to what I'm saying on this podcast at this point of the podcast. Love. Love. Not hate. Love. Do everybody deserve our love? No, because I'm only a human. Jesus loves everybody unconditionally, and so does God. They can do that. I can't. There are some people out there who I believe are just evil people who are not ever going to get my love and get my respect, but I'm only a human. I'm trying to be better. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because I definitely am not. And nobody on earth's surface is perfect. But if we just love a little more and care a little more, remember what I said. Words are better than, than, than text messages. So let that person know that you love them and that you care about them. Talking and your voice is more powerful than a, a text message. Your voice to a person, your face to face use of technology on FaceTime or whatever is more important to tell that person directly, happy birthday, happy anniversary, I love you, how you been doing, what's going on, is way better than you posting about it for your own selfish reasons on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, or Snapchat, whatever you're using, TikTok, I don't know what it is, whatever, y'all, I'm out of here, thanks for listening, keep God first, everything else will fall into place, I'll talk at you, to you, with you, and about you next Monday, be good if you can't be good, be careful, can't be careful, stay prayed up, man, thank you to Krista, thank you to Kimana, thank you to a King, overseeing Combat Jet, Loudspeakers Network, said lover, come on, son. It's the podcast. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.